Hey Phil, how are you doing? Welcome back to the SEO Testing Podcast. Thank you very much. It's been an eventful few months, really eventful. It's been an eventful few minutes trying to get this all working, never mind a few months. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pain, it'll all go smoothly here on it. This is a Windows-Mac debate, right? So Windows, everything's been working fine. Mac? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to blame the podcasting bit. Well, luckily we're going to buy a Windows machine soon anyway, so you won't have any excuses. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a while since we did the last did a podcast. Um, I re-listened to our last episode uh, just now, and I did say that I was going to be doing some interviews of SEO people um, oh, well, in between while you were busy. But I have been busy as well, which we will come on to, and so time has been tight. So we decided just to pause the podcast while we got everything in order. Um, yeah, so Phil, share, share your news. Tell us what's been going on. Yeah, I've become a dad again for the second time. So um, we <laughs> great news. So yeah, baby Ivo. Um, everyone asks about the name, just I V O. Um, I think it's a uh, an English comedian is where I heard it from. Right. Um, but it's uh, similar to you. My Ellie's a, a teacher, so so many kids' names. They're like, nope, can't have that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think four months old now. He's doing really well, um, and his big brother absolutely adores him. So. Yeah. It's been going good. Ellie's doing all the feeding and the waking up, so I'm getting sleep. Yeah, so he's he's doing tremendously well. So good. good. And how is he sleeping, the baby? Yeah, crazy. For the last couple of weeks, he's been going to bed about half eight, nine o'clock and waking up between four and six in the morning. So it's mm. quite good. They count that as like a full night's sleep, don't they? Anything over like five hours counts as a full night's sleep. I'm not sure that uh, that qualifies. No, but then he'll he'll do the occasional waking up at kind of half twelve or one o'clock, and yeah, Ellie's <laughs> shattered for the next day. But yeah, he's such a happy baby. It's awesome. Ah, that's nice. Good. And Ted's enjoying being a big brother. Ted, he Fred, <laughs> Ted, Fred. Ted yeah, yeah Fred. <laughs> yeah, no, he absolutely loves it. So yeah, no, what have you been up to? Uh, well, working away, yeah. We're not, we haven't finished with you yet. You've got your stuff oh, coming yeah. through. Easy tiger. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. after Ivo was born, was it two weeks later, you, uh, yeah. you jumped on a plane somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it had been booked for kind of two years, a trip to Nepal um, for a charity called Dorothy House. So my um, late wife was supported by them. And yeah, tremendous charity based near where I am, um, near Bath. And yeah, we went to do a trek in Nepal around the Himalayas. So did around Annapurna. Um, it was amazing. So there was kind of eight of us that went over there. We did two days painting a hospice, which mm -hmm. was quite an insight seeing kind of what their care's like over there. Uh, but yeah, Kathmandu is the best, craziest place. I kind of fell in love with Kathmandu. Um, and then, yeah, a precarious drive all the way over to Pokhara. And then some walking. I hadn't done much training, um, <laughs> but I, I didn't do too bad. There was lots of steps, lots of walking uphill, but just the views are stunning, absolutely stunning. So we kind of did five days or five and a half days trekking, a few days traveling, and yeah, the food, the people, absolutely amazing. So yeah, quite an experience. And then our kind of climax of it was going up Poon Hill. It was a three o'clock in the morning start. But it was, yeah, absolutely stunning. So, mm. yeah, very proud of myself for that. And I think as a team, we raised something like twenty thousand pounds for the hospice. So that's great. Well done. Yeah, very chuffed. Very chuffed with that. And my, um, I've not done any steps since. So even though you said you didn't do much training, you were. Uh, they, they said you're a bit of a natural, didn't they? Yeah, I was quite pleased. One of the Sherpas, because I've, and it's 
that whole thing where when you're walking, the people at the front get the longest wait because they've got to wait for the slow people to catch up. They have a small break. So I was, yeah, up near the Sherpas at the front. So I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, he said I was a natural. So I'm quite happy with that. But my, my knees don't like steps and there were a lot of steps. And were they sore afterwards? Not too bad. So using walking poles made a massive difference. Yeah. Um, so I'd only used them once before on a little trip around Wales, uh, but they just take the pressure off your knees. Uh, so yeah, awesome. So you're not carried on hiking since you got back then? Problems. I've been put back to dad duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've been strictly told Ed, the next holiday has got to be a family one. I can't go off on any adventures myself. But it was crazy because all of the tea houses we stayed in all had Wi-Fi. So most nights I kind of phone home, talk to Fred and Ivo and check in. A part of me was really looking forward to cutting off from the world and going, yep, everyone go away. This is just an adventure. But it it was nice to be able to talk and do videos and stuff. So, yeah, and especially show Fred, who's six, about adventures and stuff like that. So he he's more inspired now, which is awesome. It was funny because I thought, yeah, you're just going to disappear off the radar for 10 days or so. But I uh, kept seeing you update your Facebook posts with new photos and stuff every day. So I thought I must be getting a decent Wi-Fi signal or something or yeah, phone signal. Yeah. As you it was that thing, as soon as we stopped for like a lunch or evening meal, somebody would ask for the Wi-Fi code. And then everyone would have their heads down, like this stunning view outside. You go, yeah. I was trying to be the last person to get my phone out. Yeah. Huh. Cool. I'm glad it went well. And uh, yeah, how did Ellie cope with the... With you disappearing after two weeks and with the newborn baby and so on. And yeah, to look she after. Did. yeah, she had family around looking after or ah, okay. helping. I think she found it more of a struggle of me coming back. Especially <laughs> <laughs> so like trying to find my place again in the... Uh, the she way go into around. a nice routine and you, you rock up again and uh, disrupt it all. Yeah, and want to take the baby off her and see my own child. So she's like, who's this fella again? Oh, and then, funny. yeah, then we were back for a week and then we were down in London, weren't we? We were, yeah. So, yeah, I forgot all about you. you went one straight again from one thing to the other. Um, so, yeah, so we um, we got into the tiny seed. Uh, I don't know what I had to say. In- uh, incubator. Uh, how do they explain it on their website? So, have a look. Oh, I've unplugged my mouse. Let's try and use my mouse. Tiny seed. seed funding or something like seed that. funding yeah it's, it's funny uh yeah tiny seed uh accelerator for ambitious SaaS startups so it started by rob walling and i know uh, a couple of years ago a few years ago um and they have they're looking at investing in small SaaS bootstrap companies um that are kind of looking to run for the long run long term rather than try and build something and, and kind of go for the moonshot or whatever uh, like Facebook or something like that, just sensible businesses that were going to generate a profit, run in a sensible way with people that have families and things like that, uh, which we kind of fit the bill for nicely, I guess. Um, so they'd only invested in US companies before, um, but Rob had always said on the podcast Startup for the Rest of Us, the form to do the kind of application thing is quite a good practice to go through it anyway, because you have to enter your numbers, kind of do a little like that, you can do a presentation and upload that as a video, elevator pitch, all those kind of things. And so each year I did it anyway, knowing full well that, you know, they wouldn't invest or unlikely to invest in a UK company. But then I did it again last summer and they came back this time and I said, I would be interested in having a conversation with you. And because I kind of assumed that they wouldn't be interested in taking like just the application form any further, I'd not really put any thought into 
whether to actually go for it or not. It was just like a, a practice thing of like, these are the numbers, this is how we're thinking of things, this is where we're going type exercise. And so I had an initial conversation with Tracy, um, the program manager, and said, you know, let's have a conversation. Uh, Rob and I, and I'd like to have a chat with you. And it got to the point where they're like, well, we'd like to make an offer, um, but you'd have to make a decision. You can become a US entity and come in through one of our US batches, which would have been autumn last year, or convert, yeah, sorry, convert to a US entity and do it there, then and there. Or they were releasing or launching a, a European um, fund, uh, but that would be likely a start of 2022. So you can wait for that if you wanted to. And I kind of I thought about it a little bit and had a chat with a few people. Um, and it just it would probably take just as long to convert properly to a US entity as it would to, to, to wait for the the European fund thing to to happen. Um, and so yeah, I decided to wait. It kind of went on and on and on. They opened the batch, funnily enough, for the European fund. Uh, sorry, they they opened the applications for the European fund, and I didn't apply again because I thought, well, I've already applied, and I was just kind of waiting to hear from them, <laughs> and I wasn't sure whether I was supposed to apply again or not or whatever. Um, and yeah, they they got in contact. And they said, "Are oh, you still interested?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I was waiting to hear from you. Uh, see what's going on." Um, so yeah, I think they made the offer maybe in February, which when was Ivo Ivo Juice? So it's just kind of started very beginning of february yeah fifth of february he was born yeah so we then then there was a long process of going through contracts and all that kind of stuff and so this is the whole reason why i kind of like put the podcast to the side as well and didn't um look at doing look at doing any interviews because um although it's quite template based and they say the contract's going to be the same for everybody you still need to get it properly reviewed by you know business solicitors and and so on and so forth and went back and forth there were a few changes because a lot of the contract they use was us based so obviously UK is different and European law is different and so on. So there were some changes that we had to suggest and made. And then it was kind of announced at the end of April, I think, maybe the start, very start of May. Yeah. Um, but then again, the contract still wasn't signed at that point. And they said that <laughs> we'll probably announce it all before the contracts are signed. And One then like, <laughs> yeah. And then like a week or two later, we, we, uh, we got the final contracts back and signed it all and everything. So, so yeah, I kind of, although we could have talked about it when, the announcement was made on Rob by Rob and on the Tiny Seed site and on YouTube they did a, a live presentation and so on. I kind of feel that once the contracts were all signed, then we could talk about it a bit more. And uh, yeah, yeah, so here we are. Now it's amazing the kind of connections and mentoring and stuff that comes with it, which is I know the biggest part that you're looking forward to. Yeah, so there's like I said as well. I guess it wasn't until they actually made a, the offer. And we had like a letter of intent through in February that I actually kind of thought about whether to go ahead with it. Because as, as I said, it was just an exercise, like an annual exercise of filling out application form to, to kind of go through plans and stuff in my own head and uh, and our heads. Um, and so it wasn't until the letter of intent came through that like, oh, I thought we better actually think about this now. <laughs> Sit down and have a chat about it with, some, with a few people and so on. Um, so yeah, the... Um, the money is one side of a thing, so they invest a bit of money um, for um, like a percentage of the company, which isn't a huge percent. I think the, the general terms are open, so they generally make an investment for between 10 and 12% of the business. Um, so that's kind of how much we've given away. Um, so the money is there, but we're not, we're, we haven't got any particular plans on what we're going to spend it on. Um, so for me, the, the things that I'm interested in are mostly the community and the mentorship side of things. Um, so having moved from Reading down to Bude, 
kind of it's we're kind of out here by ourselves you're in a bit more of a built-up area aren't you feel with more networking yeah, events going people, on and yeah. stuff like that <laughs> um but there's not many people imbued that i can talk SaaS and business issues through with so kind of having a group of people spread around the world but you know a whole bunch of founders are building SaaS businesses and stuff that you, if you have problems you can ask questions too and uh, the tiny seed mentors are there to as subject matter experts to ask questions to as well so that was kind of what i was looking for and also the accountability as well so i guess uh seo testing and, and silency check before that started out was just me um when you came on board phil we kind of made a decision to to grow the business then in terms of headcount if nothing else yeah. <laughs> um, so we kind of doubled in size uh and as soon as we uh, it kind of got to that point it was like well if we're going to kind of take people on or the team's going to grow then you know let's push ahead with the business and and account some accountability with you know the plans that we we put into place and stuff will be useful yeah. so there's the accountability side of it as well in terms of like yeah, it's really good and we kind of already began began to see so we had a some time down in london with the team didn't we and some of those beginning conversations are just yeah you can see how value how valuable it'll be mm. in the next year or so with them yeah so a long way of getting around to your point was we were in london for the the retreat weren't we which yes. was like the founder retreat the kickoff program thing um where we all got together all the different founders from uh, across europe um and yeah it's good do you want to take us through what uh what we did on uh kind of the mornings of each day so initially what it was uh, I'm trying to remember how many people it's about eight people on this intake no i was gonna say about 15 i think it's been on that definitely maybe 12. yeah Okay, but yeah, so it was nice. So what we did, we kind of went through, talked about business, what we do, who customers are, um, and then we each brought a, a challenge that we wanted to talk about. So it was really interesting hearing the the common challenges that everybody had wanted for our business. Um, it was amazing how many came back to SEO or content or something around that. Um, but yeah, people just talked about it. And it's really nice to have this kind of big open discussion everyone's there to support themselves share there's no nobody's kind of afraid to put something out there um, because they know that other people are either going through that or have gone through that um, and like I said pulling on kind of Rob's experience every time you say something go oh what do you think about this and because of the work that he's done with Tiny C before you know that he's seen ways that work ways that don't other way around or understands the scale of where we are where we are on the journey um, so that's brilliant so yeah we did those for a couple of mornings of just going around to the different founders and understanding what businesses were. Yeah, we had some networking time as well, didn't we, Nick? Yeah, yeah, it was good. And then on the Wednesday was MicroConf Local. So that was, uh, I think, about 80 people got together for a few presentations and some networking event and things like that. And uh, uh, the presentations were good. So Brennan Dunn was there talking about kind of email marketing. Um, uh, Asia Oregano. I know as Asia Matos because I spoke to her before she got married, but she's <laughs> she's changed her surname now. Uh, <laughs> she was talking about um, positioning and stuff like that. I think wasn't it um, yeah. from memory um, and jobs to be done frameworks and things like that. And then Rob did a whole session on pricing and, and bits and pieces around that and churn and, churn and stuff like that, yeah. metric numbers, which was good. Definitely um, a good conference to go to. Yeah, good insight and. I like what he did in terms of encouraging everyone there to kind of talk to each other, find out about people's business. It's a good way to make connections. 
Yeah, so they did a speed kind of networking event thing, didn't they? Which uh, I was like, oh no, this is like my worst nightmare. <laughs> so I think you had, I can't remember how long it was. It was like five minutes to talk to someone and kind of uh, ask each other questions about what they did. And they gave you some kind of example questions you could ask as well. So you weren't stuck there all by yourself. But that's probably oddly, oddly enough, that's the bit I probably enjoyed the most, I think, of the whole event. Because I got to talk to about 10 different people, maybe, who I wouldn't normally have spoken to. Um, yeah, it's nice that everyone was very genuine there because normally mm. kind of, something like that half the people are trying to just sell you their products <laughs> you go actually yeah. like, these were either normal people bootstrappers with a business on a journey there to learn something so that was really good yeah um but it was weird being in london again for me i don't know how you felt being in a big built-up area with lots of people around and no one wearing masks no it was yeah busy time and yeah just then everyone had gone back to normal as it were my computer's yeah, it just was... gone to sleep. That's crazy. It's still working. That's, <laughs> still working. That's all right. Um, yeah, it's the first time I've been back to London since COVID and lockdown happened. So um, it was a bit of a strange, strange feeling for me. But Trains and tubes and everything like that. Yeah, I kind of missed it for a few days after when I got back to Bude, actually. Um, <laughs> it's like when, when you get back to Bude, it's like an odd feeling because you kind of, you come over the brow of the hill and you can, you can see Bude, the, the town laid out in front of you and you can see the sea. And it's like almost like your body goes, ah, back home. <laughs> but then like the next day when I was walking into the co-working space, I was like, ah, I do actually miss the hustle and bustle of London a bit. And, uh, it's it's that feeling when you're with people like that and you're bouncing ideas off and you're sharing, like, I don't know how you could maintain, how long you could maintain that for that kind of mm. energy enthusiasm. It's kind of, it's nice now that we've gone off into the different groups as well after that initial discussions, but. Yeah, because I when I used to work at a law firm previously, I'd go to London and get the work, and I'd come back to Bristol and do the work. Mm. It was nice to have that kind of, yeah, go and have the hustle and bustle and come up with the ideas, generate stuff, but then the nice piece of all quiet to actually get stuff done. Yeah, yeah. Cool. We've been getting, getting on with stuff, haven't we? Yeah, so we're not actually going to talk about any SEO stuff today. It's more just about what we've been, uh, the business, how it's been ticking along. So uh, we're going to talk about product and more SEO stuff uh, in the next coming episodes, which we'll try and stick to a two-week uh, cycle now. We're uh, we're kind of done with babies and uh, and trips to Nepal and so on. Um, so we've actually we've we're, we've taken someone else on as well, haven't we? So we've grown to a team of three now because uh, Tiago yep. has joined content yeah so tiago uh came around by accident really so i uh, someone i was following on twitter tweeted out that uh he knew someone uh in, who worked in marketing's looking for kind of a content creation role and so i reached out to them and got their contact details and so yeah tiago who's in the based in the azores um which are some little islands in the atlantic uh part of portugal um he's joined us to work on content for the seo testing blog and kind of knowledge base um which has been good um it's uh there's lots of learnings around that as well in terms of me still being a bottleneck for certain things um but yeah we've been publishing more content than we would have done if it was just just down to me and we can see that in terms of traffic coming to the website and so on so um so yeah it's been been good so far yeah it's been good and we've obviously had to now there's more of us working change kind of how we're working together which is working quite nicely we're kind of putting a bit more structure with a, a lightweight daily stand-up so kind of what to yesterday what we're doing today any issues so we're yeah, making use of slack and kind of dropping in and then kind of working more asynchronously 
Yeah, certainly. And also trying to keep the mornings quiet as well. So, um, like we had, this is, this is in terms of making big changes going from a company, of just one person where it's all just in one person's head, um, to, to grow, growing, I'd say relatively quickly to, you know, a team of three in terms of at the very start, you know, yourself and Tiago were kind of would complete it would be it was very task based where you do a task that would take a day or two and then you kind of message me on slack and say oh that's done do you want to test it now or what what content should i work on next and so first of all the interruptions will come at any time of the day um which isn't a good thing and second the interrupt well interruptions for everybody it kind of aren't aren't a good thing and so we've kind of tried to bit a bit more planning in place um where from a development perspective we try and plan out six weeks worth of work in one game so that you know as you're doing most of the development now you kind of have a plan of what you could work to over the next six weeks so you know what to think about ahead of time and, and plan out that kind of stuff and you can go from one task to the other without necessarily having to you know speak to speak to me um and tiago we're trying to put a, more of a content plan in place because it's definitely like very reactive in terms of it would be like oh, I've done this piece of content now Nick what do you want me to work on next and so I kind of feel like I'd have to drop everything and try and figure out what you should be writing next um, but then we've also tried to say no slack messages before midday so that we've all got some quiet time to be able to get on with work and what we want to get on with um, which I think has worked quite well so far because we're all kind of in the same time zone I think there's only an hour or two difference at the very most um, with us and Tiago so um, we all get a quiet morning to get on with work and then yeah. a bit more back and forth uh, after lunch. Do you mind working on I think tools like Slack certainly help us yeah, just dropping in a message and there's a self-discipline of not having to jump straight on one when it comes through because no, I've done it now. It's kind of scheduled some first <laughs> lunchtime go. I need to remember to message that but you don't want 10 messages to come through bang on 12, 12 o'clock but yeah, it's certainly working well. Yeah, it's all an experiment, isn't it? So we find, uh, like Slack is a great tool. Um, well, it's just a chat tool at the end of the day. Well, that's how we use it anyway, isn't it? But obviously any tool like that can become a, uh, like hamper progress and become more of a distraction than, than a usefulness. Um, so it's about making sure the tools work for us. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Cool. Anything else you can think of? Don't think so. Don't think so. Like you said, we've been working on some features. I'm looking forward to talking about in the next one. Yeah, there's obviously lots to go through. Um, Kids are back at school, so it's. <laughs> well, yeah, we've just finished half term, as in the UK. Uh, so yeah, the kids went back to school on Monday. Uh, the Jubilee from, weekend. Yeah, so from a football point of view, I had to go through uh, the niceness of Liverpool winning the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup, but then the pain of losing probably the two bigger ones in terms of the Premier League and the Champions League. Uh, but can't win them all there's always next year there's always next year indeed yeah but there you go cool alright well let's wrap it up cool right. thanks everyone we will be back in a couple of weeks and we'll talk more about the features we've been working on why we've built them and how we can how we feel we could, they can help you with your SEO and stuff so yeah awesome look forward to it cheers cheers see you folks bye I was reaching for my mouse again. I forgot I'd unplugged it. <laughs>